Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast, By the Still Water. Our intent is for these messages to be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. Bob went to the donut shop at least once a week. The donuts and coffee were great, but that was not the main draw. What made this small shop so unique and the reason Bob went so often was the owner of the shop. Nick was a force of nature, greeting every person that came through the door by name. And if he did not know your name, he often would reach across the counter, shake your hand, and introduce himself. Because no one was a stranger at the donut shop, at least not for very long. He knew what people did for a living, how their kids were doing in school, and what was going on in their small beach community. People flocked to the shop to have someone call them by name and to remember which donut was their favorite. So at least once a week, Bob sat down in the same booth, drank his coffee, and remembered his friends that had died, the things that he had seen. And while he did not talk much, except to Nick, he did let the friendliness and the happy conversation wash over him. One day, Nick came to his booth. Hey, Bob, I have someone I would like you to meet. When he looked up, there was a stranger standing next to Nick. Bob, this is Gunter. You guys should talk. Nick walked away, but the stranger sat down across the table from Bob. The two men weren't used to talking to strangers, so it took them a while to get started. They soon learned that they were both widowed and that they had both moved to the beach to retire. Both had been in the military. But then the connection became stronger. When were you in the military? Second World War. Same for both. Where were you? Europe, mostly in France or Belgium. Same for both. What did you do in the military? I flew a fighter plane. Same for both. What was different was what uniform they wore. Bob had flown for the United States Army Air Corps. Gunter had flown for the German Luftwaffe. These two men, former enemies, Strangers, until a few minutes before, began to talk with a freedom and openness that they had rarely experienced. They had met someone new, but were no longer strangers. After two hours, they agreed to meet at the donut shop again. Every day, for the next seven years, they met for coffee and donuts. In that time, they became close friends. They went to the local high school football and baseball games together. They helped each other with the challenges of getting older and not having any close family. Illness finally separated the two best friends. Gunter, a couple of years older than Bob, passed away. But the last person he spoke to before he closed his eyes was his former enemy, Bob. The irony of their story was not just that these men had fought on opposite sides. You see, Gunter had come to the United States as a prisoner of war. He had been shot down by an American fighter plane escaped the burning wreckage, but was then captured. You see, when Gunter told Bob the story of how, where, and when he had been shot down, both men were shocked when they realized that the two men had met many years before, but only very briefly. It had been Bob that had shot Gunter down. We have talked in other podcasts about the man named Luke that wrote about the life of Jesus and the history of the early believers. Luke wrote two books, 
One is about the life of Jesus, and the second is about the early believers and how the story of Jesus was spread. The story of the early believers focuses mostly on two apostles, Peter and Paul. But there is a very notable exception. One chapter tells the story of a teacher named Philip. But to tell Philip's story, we need to understand what was happening. Luke records the first time Peter stood up and shared the message of Jesus as the Messiah and as the risen King. At that moment, thousands of religious travelers were in Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. They were from all around the Roman Empire and even further. Luke gives a list of where these travelers were from, and they include what we would today call Morocco, Ethiopia, the Balkans, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Turkey. As the story of Jesus was spread, these travelers were some of those that became believers and followers. But the longer they stayed in Jerusalem, they began to run out of money. Yet, those from the area of Jerusalem willingly sold property to help these fellow believers stay together. Because of some cultural challenges, some of the believers were being overlooked. To fix this problem, a group of men were appointed by the apostles to make sure this did not happen again. One of those selected was a man named Stephen, and another was named Philip. But something was about to happen that would alter the situation in a dramatic way. The hostility of the religious leadership towards the followers of Jesus had been rising ever since the crucifixion. When Peter and John were arrested for teaching in the temple area, they were threatened by those leaders to never mention Jesus again. When those threats did not stop the spread of the gospel among the people, the apostles were arrested and then beaten as a form of intimidation. Finally, when the leadership became frustrated with the young teacher Stephen, the religious leaders used rocks and stones to beat him to death. This act of violence had a number of repercussions. The religious leaders ruling in Jerusalem began to actively round up those that had become converts to the good news of Jesus. These people were jailed, beaten, and sometimes killed for their convictions. This became the impetus for many of the believers that had stayed in the area to leave Jerusalem and return to their homes. But as they traveled back to those far-off lands, they carried with them the story, the message of Jesus. One of those travelers was Philip, the same one that was a friend to Stephen and had helped with those believers that had been overlooked. His part of the story of the early believers is told in chapter 8 of the book of Acts. The first place he went was just outside the area around Jerusalem called Samaria. But he later went south towards the area that is still called to this day Gaza. Also on the road that day was an official of the Ethiopian royal court traveling in a chariot that was driven by his servants or guards. The official had been to Jerusalem to worship and was on his way back home. While he rode along in his chariot, he was reading out loud a common custom at the time. But more interesting than how he was reading was what he was reading. He was reading from the book written by Isaiah the prophet. We talked last podcast about a very short section of Isaiah and how it is a very challenging book to study. The part we looked at was from chapter 61, but this official was reading from a different section. He was reading from chapter 53. 
The section is filled with mention of someone that is killed without just cause. Even then, the words and images of Isaiah were difficult to understand. At this very moment, Philip, who was traveling on the same road, heard the words of Isaiah being read. And he called out and asked the official, Do you understand what you're reading? He said, Not really. What I need is someone to teach me. He then ordered his chariot to stop and let Philip on board. Then, referencing the words of Isaiah, the official asked if Isaiah was talking about himself or was he talking about someone else. From that passage as a beginning place, Philip taught him about Jesus. But pause for a moment. A door has been opened. By asking a question, the Ethiopian official is expressing his desire to learn more, to understand more of the Bible message. He is asking, how are these things connected? How do I know this is reliable? What impact does this have on me? Why do I need to know this story? All of these are very good and valid questions that can be answered using the Bible story for the source of the answers. And it was a sincere search for information and understanding. This is the door being opened. But is that all there is to it? Later in the book of Acts, Luke tells us about the Apostle Paul traveling to a city in northern Greece called Berea, and he told them about Jesus. The people of Berea are described as noble-minded because they investigated what Paul was telling them to see if it was the truth. Asking questions, seeking reliable and accurate information, is a noble thing. How else can we learn and have confidence in what we learn? So, back to Philip. Two men meeting on the road towards Gaza. One has questions, one has answers. How long did Philip and the Ethiopian official talk? Luke does not say. What additional questions did the man ask Philip? It does not say. What we do know is that Philip told him enough and answered his questions well enough that the court official asked if there were additional barriers or issues that would block him from becoming a disciple of Jesus. He knew enough to ask Philip to baptize him. So what connects us to this Ethiopian and what connects us to Philip? Part of the answer is this thing called baptism. But before we tackle that, we need to see the bigger picture. Look at the process. It began with a little information and a desire to have a question answered. That led to seeking more answers. We have also seen that it is a noble thing to make sure the information being shared is genuine. The process continued of asking more questions that led to more answers. Ultimately, that led to the man asking, why not me? A stranger, speaking the things of God, changed his life. We will talk more about Philip in later podcasts, but know this. Similar stories were happening everywhere the believers traveled. Questions were answered, which led to more questions and more answers. Like the chariot that moved down the road, the story unfolded. It led to many important questions regarding Jesus, his teaching, his sacrifice, his people. But one question stands out 
as a crossroads in that journey. That question connects us to Philip, to Paul, to David, and most of all, Jesus. Think about where we began with the story of Bob and Gunter. Two men find that they are connected to each other, and they let that connection change them forever. If we truly can become connected to Jesus, we can be changed forever. But to have that happen, we need to ask that crossroads question. Why not me? Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.